Welcome to Adult Papers. I'm your host, Lunar Violet. I tried to plan out season two in its entirety. Not because I wanted to, I'm more spontaneous than that, but in the name of efficiency. Predictably, though not to me, apparently, it sucked. And what did it suck? All the joy out of the process, and I found myself not wanting to work on season two. So I stopped. Planning, that is, and just kept writing. So this episode found its provenance in a letter I wrote to a person I was dating, but never sent. So the you in this letter was something of a temporary lover. Here's the letter. From this crouched position, folded over myself in three layers like a cat, that you once asked, why are you sitting like that, as I was very much naked on the bed at the time, is how I find myself as I write this to you. To say I know why I'm exactly the way I am would be a lie. Though I do try to understand, and one of the things I know, the knowledge of which has taken me years to earn, I will express below. The whole of life, to me, is an erotic experience. To say sensual wouldn't quite capture it, though per the definition, sensual is more accurate. Sensual, adjective, relating to or involving gratification of the senses, and physical, especially sexual, pleasure. I sensually enjoy life. The stroke of a breeze, the nuzzle of the sun, the color a leaf makes when it becomes transparent on the light board of a sunrise, the saturated flush of a fresh flower, the sound of water dripping at 100 beats per minute. It often feels as if this weren't my first go-round at this human thing. Enjoying the pleasures of a human experience for their own sake comes naturally to me. That being said, sex in the traditional form of the word, between two or more people, is not so simple. Janelle Monet quoting Oscar Wilde, in her song, Screwed, said it best. Everything is sex, except sex, which is power, and power is just sex. And Octavio Paz, in his book, The Double Flame, says, In sexuality, pleasure serves procreation. In erotic rituals, pleasure is an end in itself. The erotic act becomes detached from the sex act. It is sex, and it is something else besides. So if everything in life is erotic to me, the way the tree branches submit to the push and pull of the wind, the way the moon reveals herself and then hides again, 
Even washing dried egg yolk off a plate with my bare fingers and warm water. Then how does sex become sex? How does it differentiate itself? What is the something else besides? What it is for me, I'll explain after a little meandering. I find in the chapters of this book, Octavio explains me to me. I had often wondered why the topic of eroticism was considered taboo or too controversial to be the conversation at the water cooler because I see sex and eroticism everywhere. So why isn't it also discussed in a ratio that is representative of its importance in our lives? Octavio comes to my rescue again with his answer. Sex threatens society. It is subversive. It ignores classes and hierarchies, arts and sciences, day and night, to say nothing of our inheritance in the West of the cult of chastity from Platonism and other philosophies of antiquity and the influence of Neoplatonism in the Church Fathers. That is to say, any chance of the culture embracing sex and eroticism was fucked. Or it wasn't fucked. Or it was fucked, but it wasn't supposed to be, so it had to be fucked in secret, which led to a lot of secret fucking, which led to fucking without consent, which is essentially rape, and then the abuse of children, which is wild that abusing children in secret has been essentially culturally acceptable over an open and non-judgmental dialogue about consensual sex and eroticism. I feel for pedophiles. I do. I don't see a solution to the problem of their desire. I think to be a pedophile would be a kind of hell on earth because if you're a good pedophile, you never act on your desires. This time around, I really will attempt to write a whole episode on pedophiles, of which I am intimately acquainted because my first grade cherubic countenance became the subject of a pedophile's enthusiastic ardor for a period. Sorry, it has taken me so long. I did tell y'all in season one that I'd write that episode. And I tried, but it was hard. I swear I'll keep trying until it's done. Because I think I can do it now. I just don't know if it's a season two thing or a season three thing because time is of the essence. And right now I'm attempting to revise and record this whole fucking season during the eight days that my child is visiting family in Texas. Okay, I'm sure you can tell that this writing has now diverged from the original letter where it began. Anyway, back to eroticism. According to Octavio, eroticism is a radiant approval of life, which tracks for how I experience eroticism and life. But here, he explains more of me to myself when he begins differentiating language from poetry. The relationship between eroticism and poetry is such that can be said, without affectation, that the former is a poetry of the body, and the latter an eroticism of language. Poetry eroticizes language. Poetry places communication in brackets the same way that eroticism brackets reproduction. 
It's no wonder then that my email, Violetta the Poet, while impossible to communicate over the phone, is the one that I've kept the longest because it describes me better than the name on my driver's license, which isn't even available as a Gmail anyway, but also because when I say I'm a poet, it isn't because I write poetry, though I do. It's more that who I am is what poetry is. An eroticism of language, a bracketing of reproduction, invention, constant variation, imagination, desire, sublimations, perversions, originating in the senses but not ending in them. A ritual or pleasure is an end in itself. I originally wrote this letter to my temporary lover, whom I think might have been a clandestine fuckboy, trying to explain what sex was to me. He was coming over, or already had, the order of events is fuzzy now, but I had told him that no matter how much I seemed to want it, that he shouldn't give it to me. He failed, of course, and we fucked, but that was the end of our time together because I had explicitly told him that I will seem like I want it, because I do, but don't give it to me. I'm a sub, you see, and I had given my supposed dom a boundary. He was in control, so it was his job to maintain that boundary no matter what signals he was getting in the moment. Had he past, we might still be dating. And this is what I was trying to explain. But I'm not a scholar of BDSM, and if anything, it's BDSM light. But there's not only psychology to sex to me, there's also spirituality, and trust, and of course intimacy. And for him to give in to my inspirations, let's say, meant that he failed the psychological component for me. I'm not attracted to, nor can I trust, a person who can't control and essentially master their desires. So then, sure, orgasms and merriment were had, but it ended up checking a box temporarily. No pun intended, and couldn't therefore be what I am ultimately looking for. Which is eroticism, not just sex, but not just any eroticism, right? Because we've already established that the whole of life is erotic to me. I'm looking for a kind of tantric, spiritual, transcendental kind of eroticism, which has to be scaffolded. And if the foundation of the scaffold can't be established, whether psychologically or trust-wise, i.e. I said don't give me what I seem to badly want, then that ascension simply can't occur. And that's the something else besides. That is how sex for me differentiates itself from the normal eroticism of my everyday life and from the constant motorcycles driving by outside. So I didn't send the letter, but I did clarify things. And of course, Octavio Paz explained more of me to me and I got to fill the tank, so to speak. But most important was the clarification. I do expect my partner to have mastery over their desires, otherwise how could they be my master? 
a person who can't control their desires, I can't help but see as weak. And I can't submit to a weak person. I know it's a tall ask, especially of men who I do understand are fertile 100% of the time, which must be its own form of torture. Those few days a month when I'm fertile, I feel like a fucking cat in heat. How do you think I got my mini-me? She wasn't a thought experiment. She was a ticking time bomb, which might explain her personality. To feel like that 24-7 would be difficult, to say the least. Which might mean that the type of partner I need is in the minority and part of a type. The type that has mastery over their body and mind. Which really makes me want to talk about astrology and how my moon is in Ashlesha, which is the coiled snake. And according to Claire Nocti, desiring a powerful partner is one of my functions. In KRS, I think in his video about Rahu Ketu and the first seventh house axis, which I also have in my chart, says the only way I'll ever be happy in a relationship is if I can submit. Which tracks not only with my experiences and feelings, but is also likely compounded by my Ashlesha moon. Astrology is wild, but I do think that will have to be another episode. So, in this episode, I talked about sex and eroticism and their equivalents in language and poetry, and I teased two future episodes about pedophiles and the coiled snake. I'd say I'm on brand. Thank you for listening. If you like my often visceral, sometimes grotesque reflections, please subscribe and leave a review. I do it all. The music, the research, the writing, the editing, even the art. You can read my other ruminations in the form of fiction, creative nonfiction, and poetry, or hear my experiments in sound and voice, sometimes called music, at adultpapers.com. You can subscribe to my substack at lunarviolet.substack.com to get every episode emailed to you with conveniently clickable links. And if email isn't your thing, they're also available in the Substack app. If you like to get weird, find me on Insta at Adult Papers, or Twitter, if it still exists, at The Lunar Violet. I'm also directing my first short film, so look forward to that in the near future. Join me again in two weeks for more Reflections from the Coil.